When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to Los Angeles, the practice facility of the Los Angeles Kings, the Toyota Sports Performance Center. He's Danny Shirey. I'm Dan Kovacevic. We're from DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Penguins 24-7 live. You know why we call it Penguins 24-7? Why is that? It's pretty much the way we operate. <laughs> you know? I mean, this certainly this time of year for me, for him all the time. You know? Yeah, it's... Uh... And we're getting to that point of the season where everything's really starting to fall it's, into place and, you know, teams are ab about where they're going to be here. And, and this, especially with the trade deadline coming up here in a little over two and a half weeks, things are, things are chugging Everything along. feels heightened. That, that's what, that's what it is. Like, okay, we're here. We, we've covered the first two games of the California trip, the obvious splits um, for obvious reasons, you know, with, with obvious repercussions. Now what ends up happening is tomorrow, Tomorrow night in San Jose, and that's where we're traveling to after we get done recording here, is they got to win. Well, they, they have to. They, they, <laughs> they got to win. And, and it's, it's not even <laughs> that they, they can, you know, take some moral victories from getting a, an overtime loss out of tomorrow night's game. No, they, no, no, no. They, they need no, four no. out of the six points from this trip. Yeah. Going, going home with two or three points from this trip is, is not going to go. When you look at who two or three of the opponents were. Okay, the Kings were always going to be a tough one. It was a second of back-to-backs. Kings are actually the only good team in California, and they have to take care of business. But I don't think, Danny, it's just from the outcome standpoint. I think they need it to sort of continue what they believe, and I feel it's fair, uh, is a, a better trend of play since the bye and since the All-Star break. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I think despite that that blowout to the Kings, we saw – in the first part of that game, that they did have their legs. They and, were still doing it, yeah. And, and they were doing what they needed to do despite the outcome not being there. Um, but this team basically all year, I, I don't know that they've had a three- or four-game stretch where you're like, wow, they've played the way they're supposed to for the full 60 minutes in you know, any stretch of games here. We might see it you know, over a four-game stretch for half the game, yeah. then maybe a period, and then maybe they get one full game in there. But this is the time of year where they need to start mm -hmm. building – or building upon their foundation. I, I think the foundation is there. We're starting to see that after the buy here, but they need to start building up. And they need to build up the consistency within that. If one doesn't come before the other, you have to make sure you've got the right people, places, and system and everything else, uh, or people and, and, and system in place is what I meant to say. Uh, and then the consistency can come from there or it doesn't. If you are on Facebook or YouTube watching this, you can leave us a question. Just put it down there. Uh, in comments, Gary gets us started today by saying, please tell me Tristan Jari is going to finally man up and start playing again. Man up makes me cringy there, Gary. Yeah, that, that's, 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 a little, that's a little too 1965 for me. Um, no offense. <laughs> with that being said, Tristan Jari, uh, despite uh, you know any status about how limited or not limited he was in, in practice, uh, either here or in um, Anaheim, he was not limited today in practice. Um, Dustin 
Dustin Tokarski and Casey DeSmith are still around, but Tokarski and DeSmith rotated at the far end of the rink while Jari was at the other end. He did not rotate out at all. This was this practice was set up for Jari to start tomorrow night in San Jose. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, and you could kind of tell, too, obviously the Penguins mm. wanted to ramp up the pace a little bit having had the day off yesterday, but they got Jari a ton of shots, and a lot of them came like full speed off the rush as well. Um, Mike Sullivan did say he thinks there's a possibility that Jari will play tomorrow, but I, I'd say the stars are aligning. Oh, for yeah. I mean, he also made it clear that it would require a setback of some kind, which I guess the way his season's gone, you can't completely rule out here. Steven says Pittsburgh's the same team from last year. Should have blown it up last year. Um, no. I don't agree with that. <laughs> Why would you do that? Let me ask you this, Steve. Other than maybe just repeating something that you're hearing on the radio because it's the whole, oh, they didn't have to get the band back together or whatever else here. Steve, who's leading this team in every single conceivable way? Scoring, production, leadership in every way. Who is it? Who is it? It's the top six. It, it's, it's, it's still the same. It's the same guys. They're playing well. They don't have support. Well, well, here's the other thing with, with the whole they brought the same team back that they've had the last couple of years. We saw one of the biggest shakeups this team has had over the offseason when John Marino and Mike Matheson were both right. shipped out to bring Jeff Petrie in. Yeah, that that the blue line is entirely different. It I, really I, is. Half of the half of the defensive core is different. You're right. counting Jan Ruda and, and everybody. You, by the way, Ruda's not going to play tomorrow night. No, Ruda Ruda needs to be activated. Just to throw that in, Ruda remains on long-term injured reserve to be activated and accommodate his cap hit. All three of Drew O'Connor, Mark Friedman, and Dustin Tokarski are going to need to be sent down. The problem is that Friedman requires waivers, and he did not hit waivers today. So Ruta's uh, return is going to have to wait a little longer. And just as an aside, Friedman is a little banged up right now. He did not practice yeah. today, um, and it does not sound like he will be available tomorrow. They changed. They changed plenty. And they also got a little bit better in the top six uh, with – Jason Zucker staying on the ice. I mean, they've had a consistent top six all year. Yeah, I think a lot of all year. I think a lot of people seem to forget that during the postseason last year, Jason Zucker was skating on the third line. So these guys, I mean, this this whole know, keeping the group together and everything—it's it's lazy and it's not even factually correct. Okay, they're they're they are getting results. They can't control everyone else's results. There's 18 skaters and a couple of goalies. You know. Don't just repeat stuff that you hear from somebody else. It just that that stuff drives me nuts. Here, uh, Dan says must win tomorrow in San Jose. Must win is one of those you know you kind of save those for the playoffs or later in the year. But I don't know that he's wrong. No, I, I mean like <laughs> like we talked about at the beginning of the show. You you can't go home from this trip not having secured four or six points. And and even just in a broader scope. Um, I, I don't think that you can really live with yourselves having lost both your matchups with the Sharks in a, in a span of a couple weeks. The, the Sharks are, are one of the basement teams in the league. I, I, I don't think they're quite as bad as, as a lot of people make them out to be. Um, I mean, they have people. I mean, you want to, I mean, you know, Eric Carlson's got three goals in his last four games, and uh, one of those was against Pittsburgh back at PPG Paints Arena. Eric Carlson doesn't look a whole lot different than his Ottawa days. No, I, you know? I, 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 he's been a treat to watch this year, and I, he, he, he was pretty strong his first season when he came over with the Sharks, but I, I, he's playing at a level right now that I think we haven't seen in quite some time. Katie says, "Hope you fellas are enjoying the trip out west." Are you? 
I, I haven't even asked. I, I am enjoying this trip. It's been nice to it's been nice to get out here. I haven't been out this way. Uh, it's been well over a decade. I was just a little kid when the last time I was here. You went to the beach? I did. I, I don't went, even know which direction the beach is anywhere I go. I went to Seal Beach um, after the Penguins morning skate uh, in Anaheim on Friday. Um, went. I'm not a huge beachgoer or anything, but it's like I'm here. I'm, I might as well go see it. And uh, I, I walked up here for a little bit, and that was a pretty good time. Yeah, I'm just I, – I don't have a whole lot of – whole lot of beach in me i just I, I go there and i look at it and i go hey this is pleasant and then i want to turn around and leave well that, that's what i did i went and walked the pier and <laughs> i was like all right i saw it time to time to go back you know i i don't think it's uh i don't i don't think it's uh all that great um gary says would you give jari a long-term extension based on his body of work so far uh would you pay him number one dollars no way i would at this point uh gary it's a difficult conversation to have because um, I was just talking with Brian Burke uh, out, outside the, the ice rink, and I, I mentioned him just in conversation. I said, you, you realize you're 16, 5, and 5 when he plays. And he turned around and he goes, 16, 5, and 5. He wasn't aware of the specific number. Obviously, he knows about the impact. And I go, yep. He goes, hmm. So they know. Okay, they know the level of goaltending that they get when he's in there and when he's on his game. He is a 925 save percentage lockdown he's also capable of better than that we've seen him at 930 and higher okay he is a guy who will get competitive with the goaltender at the far end that's how he went into winnipeg and outplayed not just beat on the scoreboard but outplayed connor hellebuck uh he's done it to andre vasilevsky he's done it to other goalies where he just he looks at the other end. he'll never admit it but those situations probably aren't coincidences However, what do you do for the long term? That's easy. Well, I, th I think there's a lot of moving parts here. And one of the things that I struggle with is that up until last season, Jari had basically been a, a league average goalie or worse up until that point. Now, he's, he's turned in two consecutive pretty decent or even pretty strong regular seasons. Um, but if you look back to the most recent playoff series against the Islanders, which is the last full series that he played in, aside from that game seven in New York when he was playing with a broken foot, he was terrible. So I, I'm not sitting here and saying that he's still got to win a playoff series to prove himself, but I, I think that's there's still a little something there. And on top of that, there is a little bit of a concern about his ability to stay healthy, even though Mike Sullivan said it's just you know happenstance that these injuries are occurring. And then the other thing is too, it's just risky business to get to to get in bed over a long period of time with a goaltender. Yeah, there's also that too. You don't want to end up with some kind of Bobrovsky contract. Uh, Regina says, uh, "Is Sid playing tomorrow? The game misconduct doesn't transfer to any other game, correct? No, it doesn't. No, he's, uh, he's Sid's he'll, playing. He'll play tomorrow. Sid was in a fun mood today." Yeah. What was that? So the <laughs> most of the time after practice or, or a game or whatever, the, the media access, you just go into the locker room with the guys and you can do whatever. But this specific practice rink, the, the rooms are so small. that This it, wasn't even a room. Yeah, it was like, they were like curtained off in this yeah, area, it, like it, a high it, school team. It wouldn't have worked the way it typically does. So uh, Penguins PR will ask the media for a few guys that they want to speak that with. We can, they can bring out to, to, to us. Like I asked for Ricard Raquel and he got him got him out and spent some time with him. Uh, so so Dan Potash of uh, AT&T Sportsnet was doing an interview with P.O. Joseph, and you look over and Sid's full gear just kind of standing there watching like a like a dad or something. It was, uh, it was unusual. 
Uh, Mark asks, do you think the Penguins will go after players that are more physical at the trade deadline? Oh, let me put that up here on the screen here. Okay. Um, more physical, it depends on how you define physicality, Mark. That's now a different terminology let, in let hockey. Me t- let me take this over here. We, we, we have got to get out of this, this idea that you just go get players who are physical. There's all kinds of different physicality involved in hockey, and physicality for the sake of physicality is not necessarily a good thing. It's how you use that physicality to positively impact your game, right? Your possession. Your possession, your ability to suppress chances against, your ability to create quality chances at further up the rink going out and getting a guy who just hits or is physical and takes himself out of position to do so because it's gonna instill fear in the opposition which is not the case has never happened it's 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 foolish yeah i wouldn't say that it's never happened because there was a priority on it in hockey and and because all teams were doing it it impacted the opponent more i mean i can speak to that well, i mean i'm talking in the, in the modern game in the modern game now it, it's it's you know let's put it this way mark if you're if you're thinking of a brandon tanev then you're you're getting warm to what would have to work right. in the modern game because tanev a can play okay tanev's going to get you 10 12 goals every year uh, b tanev is going to make a hit after first making an intelligent decision as to what what that hit will result in, unless he's doing a pure energy shift, which also has a hockey benefit. Yeah, so okay. I'll, I'll use this as an opportunity to compare Tanev and his effective physicality to a guy like Sam Lafferty, who just ran around trying to hit people, and it wasn't effective. When he was in Pittsburgh, he's, I mean, he's, Sam's, from by all appearances, Sam's grown up a little bit with the Blackhawks. He, I mean, he never got a chance under this coach. Well, I, I think part of the reason was because they asked him to play that overly physical, aggressive game. And you could see he he's never he's he's a bottom six guy, but you could see he possesses a little bit of skill. He mm-hmm. every season he had a, an assist or two that would wow you. And of course, he's the training camp hero that would have highlight real goals during the preseason. Um, so I, I think that definitely impacted his game while he was with the Penguins. Jeff's breaking some real ground here on this show by saying that Timo Meyer would be a good pickup. You know what? I was about to say, hey, Jeff, you're saying that the sky is blue, except that you can see here that the skies over California are not blue. They're actually kind of gray and, 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 and a bummer. Uh, Jake says, do you think that next season they can get a valuable backup goalie? Well, valuable means what? Cost money. <laughs> okay. How much of, a, of an already cramped cap do you want to invest in your backup goalie? Well, I, I don't even know how you answer that question without first deciding what the heck's going on with Tristan Jari and his contract. Yeah, before you're talking about a backup, I don't know if you realize, Jake, that Tristan's up after this season. Uh, that is a, that, that's a heck of a thing here. Gary chimes in, also breaking ground. Let's trade for Connor McDavid, LOL. Um, I, I don't want to pick on you here, Jeff, but I mean – there's exactly 31 teams that would like to have Timo Meyer. You know, it's a matter of, you know, how, how do you pull it off? And and if you come back with suggestions as to how they could clear cap space and, and everything else, you know, that that's tough here. Brent, continuing the stream of breaking ground here, says, I think the players are just old and washed at this point. Brent, name names. Name names other than Carter. Yeah, I'd say aside from Carter, the old guys are the best players on yeah, the team. That's why I'm saying people say this stuff because they'll hear it on talk radio. I, look, I've got people who are really, really good friends in talk radio. So this isn't personal, 
in, in any way. They're not here. Okay, they're not covering hockey. That's not, and that's not even a knock on them. It's not what they do for a living. Okay, so they're going to come up with whatever they think can get people like talking, you know, uh, chatting about stuff, and it's a catchphrase or a narrative, and it's going to ride. But if you come back at me, Brent, and tell me which of the Penguins' old players, other than Carter, is old and washed at this point, I would love to hear it. Comes from Reverse World, says, is Fenway Sports Group paying close attention to the Penguins and Ron Hextall? They can't be thrilled. I don't know if they're paying any attention. If they are, there's change the light bulbs at, at PPG Paints Arena. Yeah, if if they are paying any they're attention. They're not actually. That's why I bring it up. If if they are paying any attention to the Penguins or Hextall, there is absolutely no signs that they are doing so whatsoever. They th- there's just no presence of them around the team at PPG. We never hear anything about them. So it, it Did you see them at the Winter Classic? I mean, that's actually their digs there. Um, I, I personally don't remember seeing them. There, okay. there was there were a ton of people there and a crap ton of extra media as well. So they they could have been there, but I personally did not see them there. Jeff brings his magical solution, Latang for Meyer. Yeah. Um, Tyler says, any chance of a Phil Kessel reunion next year so we can see him get point one thousand in a Penguins uniform? Talk about washed old players. Yeah, there's there's not a lot there. There's not his, Phil is not what you remember. No, um, and, and, it, and he was the one kind of guy who could get away with not really playing Mike Sullivan's system. He's not capable of doing no, that No, he can't do that anymore. No, um, Phil is a, a different player right now. You might see him like on a highlight or even in the, the game that he played in Pittsburgh recently do something where you go, oh, Phil, yeah, Phil. But it's, it's, it's scarce, you know. Jeff just won't give up. How about Brock Besser? I'm telling you, Jeff, we're all in on McDavid. You know what? (laughs) Only if it's a package deal and they throw in dry sidle. All right. So so work from there and and get back to us. Okay. Steve comes back and says, I'm in Winston Salem. So I don't hear talk radio. They're past prime of this team and overpriced for production. Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby's overpriced. Overpriced. I quit. I quit. Sidney Crosby. He's he's an 8.7 cap hit this year. (sighs) I quit. He's out of here. Listen, I, I, I get it, and it, it's easy to kind of go down that, that thought process like, yeah, the, the, the stars are old and this team isn't performing at the level it needs to be. Sidney Crosby's still one of the top point producers in the NHL. Evgeny Malkin is still over a point-per-game player. And Chris Letang's performance has not been as good as it needs to be this season, but I would say that since he's returned from this most recent injury that his game is definitely trending. Is he gone? The- <laughs> is he gone? Is, is it safe? Is it safe to come back? Sid. Oh, no. <laughs> Gary says, uh, and, and correctly, that Sid, Gino, and Tanger are all underpaid. They're grossly underpaid. And I don't say that because they're greedy or whatever else. I'm just telling you, they're in Pittsburgh because they want to be in Pittsburgh and they want to they want to be on a team with each other. Jeff comes back with Malkin for Meyer. Jeff is... Uh, then uh, Jeff Carter's your second-line center, right? Yeah, I like that. That's good. Uh, Brian says the goaltending position needs competition. It's an interesting viewpoint. Maybe Jari plays hurt if he feels like he can drop to number two. I'm not suggesting he risk his health, but it's tough to tell his desire. This uh, The first part was more interesting. Th- this team... He just... does play better when, he, when he's got somebody pushing him. He always has. When was, when was the last time a guy, someone been, was pushing him? It's been a while, but he did. He did. Well, my, my point is when, though. It was, it, was, it was Matt Murray. I mean, it was, it was a while. 
I, I just don't think the Penguins have that kind of luxury to bring in another guy that's going to make it a competition for the starter's job or a guy where it's going to be a timeshare. They just do not have the the, the salary cap luxury this season or next year. I yeah. know they're going to have quite a bit of money to work with this coming offseason, but that's because they're going to have quite a bit of holes to fill. What you almost need in their Penguins situation is to catch lightning in a bottle the way this team, the Kings, have done with Phoenix Copley where – Phoenix Copley, the statistical anomaly. It's like what, fifteen and three with a sub nine hundred save percentage. He's yeah, eight ninety seven save percentage. He's now sixteen three and two. Um, that okay, that's just weird. Okay, but but it it, it does happen. Uh, Brent says you can't say age hasn't caught up to them. Caught up to who? I'm waiting for a name here, Brent. Who hasn't? Who has it caught up to other than Carter? Maybe give he's talking me, about the boogeyman. Give me, I don't know. Give me a name. Say that age has caught up to Sidney Crosby. Do that, and then go look at his production. Say that age has caught up to Evgeny Malkin, and look at his production. Oh, and by the way, you know how many games they've missed between the two of them? Zero. Zero. And and again, that's not to say these guys are what they were when they were twenty four years old, but that doesn't mean they're still not top players in this league. Yeah, I mean, Gary says I'm so tired of this age nonsense. We're gonna take we're gonna take a, a, a couple more today. Um, ideally, not with this, you know, with this uh, this silliness here. Um, let me see what else we got here. Heartbreaking. The Penguins feel like they're a heartbreaking move slash trade away from actually becoming contenders again. Okay, you say that, but that sounds like the somewhat increasingly common notion that you have to trade a Jake Gensel or you have to trade a Brian Rust or something like that. Which there's no way you come out of that trade a better team. You don't come out a better team. Um, You do move cap space and whatever else here, but the teams that acquire a Gensel, for example, are teams that are in contention now. Okay. And those end up being, you know, not the kind of trades that would help the Penguins. Because that's those are draft picks and whatever else. They don't want to give up a player off their roster either. So that that was an absolutely ridiculous thing for anybody to bring up. Uh, if you consider losing a first-round draft pick, heartbreaking, that might be your heartbreak. Yeah, and it won't break his heart. I can tell no, you. That. No, I'm I'm all aboard uh, with moving that pick. If if you go and run down even over the past 15 years. Um, Go go and look at the the Penguins mid to late round first round draft picks and see how they panned out. Uh, yeah, they're not particularly great at this. <laughs> That's the other thing you need to take well, it's, into it's consideration. It's not even that they're not particularly great at it, which is true. They have they've struggled to to squeeze a lot of value out of those drafts. The slots. very few draft slots in. Fairness. But if you even just look across the league, I mean, there's so many hits and misses. Even further up, you look at guys that are drafted fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh overall, and you're like, who's that again? Or you maybe only even remember them because you you watched the draft or were familiar with the top prospects at the time. Lulu says, hey, you guys have a live feed now. That's great. And that's a great place to end this particular program. Thanks so much for watching. We are heading – which way is north? We're going to have to figure that out before we get to the car. <laughs> but we're heading north. <laughs> one of these ways. One of these ways to San Jose. And we'll do another one of these after the game.